And hello. I'm gonna like not let you be in charge of the intro music anymore. I will smite you for wearing Kid Cudi for destroying Kid Cudi like that. I like Kid Cudi, but like No you don't. I, oh. Now you're sounding like someone else I know. <laughs> Trying to tell me what I like and what I don't like. <laughs> but anyway. But this is our fiftieth episode. It is. Um It seems like it seems like just yesterday we were having conversations via text about Seth Rollins' heel turn. Yeah, yeah. I and that, that was Jesus fucking Christ. Six years ago now. Yeah, 2014. Mm-hmm. Dear God. I remember exactly where I was. I'm glad you do, because I don't. But you were watching it. I wasn't. That's typical. Yeah, I was in, I was in a very serious Can-Sham tournament. I bet you were. I no, was. That sounds like the most you thing ever. <laughs> I actually. was. I, I was. There was money involved and yeah, I, strippers. You know what? I actually I don't believe the strippers. Part. No, no strippers, but definitely I, money. I do believe Because you know, you know I'm an awful gambler. As in one time you went to an NXT show well, and I left. I don't think that makes you. I don't think that makes you an awful gambler. It just makes you stupid. Like, look at the machine. Make sure, like, come on now. Well, I mean, I won the Can Jam tournament. I came home with a couple hundred G's. No, you didn't. A couple hundred George Washingtons. I somewhat <laughs> believe that, but I'm still skeptical. Yeah, be skeptical. So, what do we got today? All right. Well, we have the interview that everybody is talking about. Uh, John Moxley on the Tige talk is Jericho. Um, okay, if you're if you're cutting my music thing, I'm cutting your puns thing. That wasn't a pun. That was a T-I-J. How would you pronounce that? T-I-J. No, don't, ever say the word, don't ever say the word Tige in front of me ever again. Let's go. We also have another controversial podcast that we'll get into. Jim Cornette's thoughts on Double or Nothing. We're going to give our thoughts on his thoughts. Yeah, I mean. That's some meta shit right there. He's over. We're also going to talk about uh, our our blood money show. We got them twice a year. Um, we, I guess we don't have to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about how nothing's going to happen. But we're still going to talk about it. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're gonna get oh, something's going to happen, but we'll get there later. There's a big, speaking of Moxley, he has a big night at the Best of Super Juniors finale as he takes on uh, Juice Robinson. Um, and here's to you, Juice Robinson. We are also going to preview Dominion, but as of this recording, there are only three announced matches, so it won't be much of a preview. Oh, Jesus, what is this, a WWE pay-per-view? Well, if it's a WWE pay-per-view, there'd be about 48 announced matches. <laughs> and, and they'd all get... And they'd still, there'd still be 10 added and they'd, all, and they'd all get about two minutes each. Yeah. And then we will finally talk about NXT TakeOver XXV25. One of, us, one of us was there, one of us was not... One of us didn't even watch it. Live? No, I didn't. I just... Yeah. But we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about. I wanted to spank bank. Oh Jesus! All right, for Christ's sakes, let's go. We'll get into the news right after our sponsor. Yeah, we will. So it's quite an interesting week for podcasts. There were uh, two that are getting publicity for very different reasons. Um, let's start with the one that's getting publicity for the good reason: uh, the emancipation of John Moxley. Um, great name for a was, podcast. It was a great name for a podcast. Um, so he was on Talk, Talk is Jericho this past Wednesday, and he opened up about his last few months in WWE, what led him signing to AEW, the whole process of filming the vignette, which was a great story. Yeah, that was probably my favorite part of everything. Um, and I'll, Before we get into the actual content of the interview, a lot of people are comparing it to the Punk interview, 
And I want to get your take on that in just a second, but first I'm going to give mine. So I'm going to start out by saying CM Punk is the reason that brought me back to wrestling. I, there will always be a special place in my fandom for one CM Punk. But the difference between the CM Punk and the John Moxley interview was CM Punk came off like he was bitter and had an agenda, but John Moxley sounded like he was perfectly content with the way everything went. He had no ill will with anybody, and he was just happy to be to move on. And I'm going to also say, it's all right to be bitter. I'm still bitter that the Rams lost the Super Bowl. It's okay to be bitter. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But what made no, the Moxley... Let me cut you off there. It's, it's, it's okay to be bitter, but it's very obvious when you're using your bitter bitterness as your filter in an interview. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. I There's nothing wrong with I'm that I'm not saying all. there's anything wrong with it, but I respect Moxley's way much better. So do I, but there are also different situations. Like They are. They're see, very different situations. See, right? part of the reason Punk left was creative, and part of the reason was literal medical malpractice, if you believe him. So if I had a lump on my back that turned out to be MRSA, if this is true, because obviously they had the court case and, you know, Punk lost, didn't he? No, Punk Punk was found that he did not slander Dr. Aman. But so but that that just means that they couldn't prove it. So like I I'm I don't know. I don't just I just don't want to get sued, so I'm just gonna go with allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it allegedly happened. That should be our gimmick now. We should we should try to get sued and make someone over me. No, let's not try to get sued. I, it's not worth the publicity. I'm gonna say every product name ever. Although you you I'm sure we can find a good lawyer. I know a few. I know a few people. Yeah, yeah, but let's not do that. Um, but I mean, dude, if I had a lump on my back that the doctor refused to do anything about, and it turned out it was fucking mercy. Yeah, no, I'd be pissed. Too. I would be bitter as fuck too. I'd be pissed. Too. Like Moxley was just unhappy. He, yeah, he was. He wished all of them luck. He didn't. I think he was critical without being slanderous, and I think that's what got the podcast over. As yeah. well as it could. You know what I'm saying? He's no, like, I agree. He's like, here's what they do. Here's what I did not like about it. And he didn't. I don't think. He only buried one person, I think, in the whole thing. He he didn't bury the writers. He didn't bury any of the production staff. He didn't bury other wrestlers. He had pro- he had his problems with one man and one man's and dinner. I don't even really think he buried them. And I don't think he did either. But the, like that's it, He was just pointing out like, flaws in the process. I don't, like, I don't like when people go out and they bury the writers. They're terrible. Because they're probably... They're writing for a major television show... They're probably not terrible. The direction they have is probably terrible. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like they need they need ten years. It's required of you to have ten years experience writing for television to get that job. I don't think you're writing for ten years of television to get that job if you're terrible. If you know what I'm saying? I think I think he would just went about it the right way. It was a great listen. They have a lot of fucking problems up there. But at, but at the same time, th- I, all, this is a completely different subject. But should television writers be writing pro wrestling? I know that's a completely no. It's a completely different subject. It's it's a completely different subject, and and no, they shouldn't. Not exclusively. I mean, having a television writer, having a television writer around or two is not a bad thing, but they shouldn't exclusively because wrestling fans want wrestling, and what is portrayed is not wrestling. But like you said, it's an entire different episode. So some highlights of the Moxley interview. He talked about how Vince uh, tried to make him uh, say have say multiple remarks about Roman's cancer. And he used this Jedi mind trick to talk him into it the first time. But after that, he was done. He talked- Well, I think the, the first time was like he's got to make his thing with the big man. And the second time, the second time was, I can't even imagine what he said, but he alluded to something that would have been death. Yeah, he said, he, he said what they wanted him to say. 
was so bad that he's not even going to say it on the podcast. He said he doesn't believe he wanted to tell Jericho off He did. Air. He told him off air. But that's just ridiculous. He's like, this is my actual friend. Like, yeah. this is my actual best friend. Yeah. So. And those guys were. They, they, there was nothing fake about them. They were best friends, the three of them. Are. Not were. But, yeah. But I, you know what I meant. I mean, in that time. But, yeah, I know they're very close. And who knows? When Seth's contract up? Well, he seems to be pretty happy. Especially when Dean said, like, that Seth called him Dean. Oh, God, hard habits are hard to break. I'm uh, okay with it. Because... Well, see, I always criticize, like, when people be like, oh, Kevin Steen. <laughs> I hate when people do that. So I'm I do it just to piss you off. I'm going to try not to do it. Like, he's not Kevin Steen anymore. He's Kevin Owens. I, so. I, somehow, I somehow pissed off the entire Turnbuckle Topics Network calling Ricochet Trevor Man. Well, that's douchey. Like, we know, you're not cool because you know his real name. Like, oh, I am. When he appeared at NXT TakeOver Philly, it literally said Trevor Ricochet, Ricochet Man. So you're not cool. Everyone knows. Like, so don't act like you're trying to be fucking cool. Uh-huh. But anyway. I'm not cool. And I call Gunner Gunner just ironically. Like, I... It's fucking Gunner. Jack- Jackson Riker. If you want me to call him Jackson Riker, I'll call him Jackson Riker. No, that's an awful name. You, but, don't, have to, you don't have to do that. So I'm going to try mean, to... I mean, are, are, that's a little pot of calling the kettle black. You called Rowan the Vintner. You just know he makes wine. You're so cool. Well, that's not a known thing. Like I know. Fucking I'm Like, sorry. Trevor Mann's a known... Like, you're not... Like, if you could find... If you could call Grand Metalik his real name, go ahead, go for it. I'm going to look his, up his real name. It's definitely like Joe Smith. One of them One of them is unknown, and I hope I picked the right one. <laughs> oh, my God. If his name is unknown, that's unbelievable. Well, that's how the Luchador culture yeah. is. Like, you don't know these people's names. But I, I know a couple people in the WWE roster, their real name. Oh, what an unbelievable name this guy has. Oh, shit, I picked the wrong one. Fuck, what's his name? Mascara Dorada. That's his gimmick name, you fuck. Is it? Yeah, that's what he wrestled as in Mexico. It says that that's his fucking real name, it says. That's not his real name. That's, oh, my God. Put Masquerita Dorada in Google Translate. I'm pretty sure it means something. I could be. Maybe I'm stupid. That's very possible. But I definitely feel like that means something. I don't. I think that's his name. Wait, who is that a picture of? That's him. That's not him. He's not from Chile, you fuck. Dude, is a Mexican luchador. That's 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 fucking Texas's flag, you asshole. That's not Texas's flag, and he's not from Texas either. Mascara Dorado is a Mexican. luchador. I'm talking about the picture. That's not him. <laughs> You're fucking stupid. Oh well, whatever. But that, that's it's not him, you fuck. It says he's a Mex currently working under Grandma of the League. I don't think that's uh, his real name. Different episode. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? I don't know. You had to just go and do shit. We're um, talking about Mox, Moxley. Okay, yeah. I accidentally called him Dean Ambrose. Um, yes, that's where we left off. But I don't remember what I was talking you about. You don't know Dean is to Seth. Oh, yeah. Seth tried, like, begging him not to leave. So I don't think Seth's going to... Like, if you believe Meltzer's report, there's about... You could count the number of guys on one hand that aren't looking at other options. And I firmly believe Seth is one of those five. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little off the air, but probably Seth. Roman. Roman. The New Day. That'd be my guess. I mean, AJ just signed his last and contract AJ. of his life. Yeah. So, but so. hey, I mean, maybe even the New Day's not that happy. I mean, Kofi's a world Kofi's, champ. Kofi's, well, Kofi's, Kofi's a lifer there. Xavier's doing his YouTube thing. I think yeah. he's pretty, and I don't think he goes without the other two. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think Woods or can do well in other promotions. Oh, no doubt. I, I mean, I don't want to. Xavier Woods is incredible. I don't want to be this guy, but Xavier Woods fits in AEW Xavier Woods really is incredible, well. yeah. He fits in AEW very well. And he doesn't really get to show a lot of what he could do. No, he doesn't. I, we actually were talking about this the other day. We were. But I feel like it's a conversation we have a lot. Yeah, because he was, and when, uh, who was hurt in, the, in those string of matches with the Usos, he, I think he was in all, he think he was in all of them. Yeah. And he was incredible. Yeah, he's great. 
and he's probably he's the best talker out of all of them. Yeah. And he can wrestle, so yeah, I think yeah. But anyway, back to John Moxley. Um, he talked about uh, constantly going into Vince McMahon's office, trying to fight every promo, and eventually getting sick of it. He also revealed the reason why EC3 is getting buried, which really sucks. Um, basically, the feud they had, which started when EC3 beat him on Raw after Ambrose wouldn't let him talk. Um, then they worked a house show program, and Ambrose is getting cheered as the babyface. But that's because it was clear that he was leaving and they were getting behind the guy because, you know, that's how wrestling fans are. When they find out someone's re- rebelling against the system, they're going to cheer for them. So EC3 kind of got punished for that, and that's why he's in the situation he's in. Will you stop getting distracted? Um, see he talked about the Nia Jax deal, how they wanted him to take a bump for Nia, a bump for Nia Jax on Raw, and he said he had no problem doing it, but he felt like it was a punishment to him. But he yeah, said, I think he did, didn't say it was anything against Nia, but he's like, he felt the reason for it. Yeah, was... yeah. and he said him and Nia had fun with it. They laughed their asses off during rehearsal, and everything was cool. He had no problem doing it, but once again, he felt like it was a slight to him. He said he was hoping for, like, months that they would write him off TV, but they just kept doing stuff with him. Yeah, they, they had 17 last shield matches. He said he they think... That, they were, was, a, that was a kick in the dick. Oh, the $500 The $500 payout. payout. He said... He, fucking jobbers, mate. There's going to be close to that. I think that's... that's what he, he said that's what you get paid to be an extra, 500 bucks. So that's pretty much what they make. Um, he said he thinks they put out the press release to control the narrative uh, and make it seem like... I mean, I believe that's true, but oh, that's, no, that's no. exactly what I would do if I was in the fucking the position, too. I don't know if I'd do that. Who is wrestling? I don't know, but just turn the TV off. It's going to be distracting It's me. not distracting me. Um... He talked about... Well, it's distracting me because I'm trying to do a show over here. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, he talked about... You just fucked me up so bad. Take okay. over. Okay, so yeah, he talked about uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions. He's like, I don't know so many of those you can do. And he just he seemed very unhappy. I mean, before he got there, he was one of the best promos in wrestling. But uh, did you did you read about the Mick Foley thing on the, in the WrestleZone man in the WrestleZone interview? I did not. Uh, he said the Mick Foley thing was out there, but Mick obviously had the career ending injury, and uh, he's like, I was I was thrilled for, it, but I'm glad it didn't happen. He goes because me and Mick would have the greatest wrestling angle of all time, but we, we wouldn't be able to do it inside of our inside of their parameters, and it wouldn't work. He talked about how he paid uh, himself eight grand. For the the prison vignette that he put on Twitter, said he hired a social media guy to release it for him, and he claimed he's the king of social media now, and he's very happy in AEW. And obviously, you've probably listened to the podcast. You don't need to listen to you don't need to listen to us recap it. What are your thoughts on the deal? It was like you listen to wrestling podcasts for entertainment, especially one like Jericho. I mean, I don't think Jericho breaks any news all that often, but uh, this was like eye opening. They have, a lot of, they have a lot of problems up there, and they, they need to fix them if they want to last. Well, they're going to last. They're going to last, but I think things can get... I, like, you know me, I'm the biggest fucking they're going to survive anything. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be top of them ever. But, like, there's a, if you have your... He was, he was a top guy there for five years. And if, you, if your top, top guys that are getting all the shine is, are unhappy, what are the mid-carders doing? What are the lower-carders doing? They've they got to get shit together up there. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment, I think. Um, yeah, it was just... 
it was intriguing to hear what went into that heel run because I remember when he turned heel the night that Roman announced he had uh, leukemia. I didn't necessarily agree with the decision to do it that night, but I was definitely intrigued on where it was going to go, and then it fizzled out in but like a week. I understood it because if it wasn't going to be that night, it, it would have never worked. I think it would have. I mean, I think, worked. but no, I think John Moxley can make it work. They would not have made it work. They didn't make it work anyway. True. <laughs> That's fair. I was like, they fizzled out after like a week. It became about, it became about fans being disgusting and needed to be immunized, with shots and rectal cavity fucking injections. Oh, that's all Vince, too. I know. The pooper scooper thing. So he goes, please, just get that in before Vince sees it. Because he goes, you see that he's going to fall in love with it and then I have to say it. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was, the, that was the Moxley podcast. If you haven't listened to it by now, definitely listen to it. Uh, On to John Moxley Stands podcast. Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim made an ass out of himself once again. That's nothing new. Uh... He made some homophobic comments. Yeah, but... Don't defend him. I'm please, not defending him. I'm not defending please him. Please don't defend him. I'm not defending him. What he said was awful. But you have one big Yeah, point no, we're says. getting there. I, but yeah. that's... He made some semi-disparaging comments about... about uh, Sonny Kiss? No. Those those weren't semi-disparaging. No, those, they, were, they were disparaging. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you're going. Dustin Thomas is that the? Oh yeah, Dustin made Thomas some, made some semi-disparag- semi-disparaging comments about him. Nothing too egregious. No, but was, I mean, but it was still kind of disrespectful. He, it was, but you you know he's gonna get some of that if he's doing these shows. Um, he talked shit on these Orange old Cassidy. Brothers. Yeah, and then that's War Jim because Orange Cassidy's fucking awesome. He didn't even know about him until like three months ago. I didn't, but I've watched everything I can on him. Yeah. Um. He, but the one good point we made, I I'm gonna tell you not to listen to his review because it's just, it's a, some hateful garbage in there. Um, he, you want bitter? There's your bitterness. Yeah, there's some bitterness. He in hates there. Cody and the Bucks. He hate no. He hates no. He hates the Bucks and Kenny. He hates the fact that wrestling passed him by. That's what he hates. I wish someone else would hate the fact that wrestling passed I know. him by. It would be nice. It'd be nice. Get Vince out of that writer's share and get him on a podcast just analyzing AEW. That's... <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. But Jim Cornette made a, a good point that I didn't really think about until he said it. Um, so obviously, we went into Double or Nothing. Big wrestling fans. We knew about the best friends. We knew about uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. We knew about... The, well, we didn't know about the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. No, I didn't even know who those motherfuckers were. I mean, I've heard of them. I just never... The, yeah, I, I never saw them. Like, where would, where would I see them? They did some ROA shows in Canada and stuff recently. They matched with the Young Bucks, like, last August that everyone was raving about. I didn't watch it either, but... I heard about it. Um, well, it's pretty safe to say they'll be getting a name change. Yeah. There's <laughs> probably a lawsuit coming if they went with that name. But Cornette had no idea what was going on at points. And that brought up a fair point that he made. He's like, they didn't explain any of this. They didn't explain why the best friends were hugging. They didn't explain why Orange Cassidy was acting like a sloth. They didn't explain yeah, any of it. That's and, when, well, that's when I was confused about the comments he made about Sonny Kiss. I... I Pardon me when I listened to it the first time. I was laying in bed just listening to it. And I thought that he thought that was his gimmick and not just uh, him. Mm. And I, then that's why I was confused. And then the shit he said he should not have said. But I, I thought that was his gimmick and he needed that to be explained, but it wasn't. So that's just Jim being unfucking, just being stupid as he usually is. Yeah. But that's, that's what I thought. Now, now that you say it again, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, Jim. I sh- 
he's he's ridiculous. He's a ridiculous person, and he gets an amazing amount of listeners. He does. Um, but and you know what? As for every ten bad points he makes, he makes one good one. That's that's fair. And he because he I'm not gonna say he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's been around the business for thirty oh, yeah, some years knows. now. But it, I, where he, it's passed, business passed him by, and it's okay to not like some stuff. Yeah. It's very okay to do that, but like. I didn't like everything about the show. It's no, funny. I didn't either, but I mean, in general about oh, wrestling. No, you didn't. Oh, fuck off. I, I, he didn't, where he stops, like wrestling should have stopped progressing from here is like 10 years too early to even have that opinion, I think. If that makes any sense. Sure. Well, we'll go with it. Okay. But if you if you want to give it a listen, if not, don't. I, I don't suggest. I'd say it. don't. Just. But anyway, back to the original point about explaining things. Yeah, I, I agreed with that. Like, you don't really think about that from from a uh, common, a uh, casual fan perspective because we're hardcore. Like, we understand why the best friends are hugging, but I understand a lot of people probably wouldn't. Like. Why are they hugging and they're cutting to the Okada Rainmaker cam? Like, who knows? But, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, if, you're, if that's your first time seeing them, you're like, what the fuck are these two doing? Yeah, so that's like the only good point I thought he brought up. So let's get to the double or nothing pay-per-view numbers. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported about 98,000 buys in the U.S. Um, once we get in the replay numbers, it'll probably top 100,000. To put that in perspective, at its peak, the highest number TNA did was 65,000. So on their first show, AEW has already surpassed that. And the last WWE pay-per-view before the network, uh, Elimination Chamber 2014, 2014 yeah. did 160,000 buys. So they're about 60,000 off from that number on their very first show. So what does that tell you? What do you think of those numbers? I mean, I would like to see what Fight for the Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen does. First show is going to do big numbers. That's that's pretty much... Because you could find 100,000 wrestling fans that are interested in that. It's doing every pay-per-view doing those numbers. Can you, though? Because for years you've been told that... It's the vocal minority. It's the vocal minority. But and then they went and did 100,000 no, buys. No one ever took that as seriously. I, I think some people. I think the Fed did. I think New York did. Just, uh, we don't got to put Daniel Bryan over. It's just the vocal minority yeah. that wants to see that stuff. Oh, they don't really care about Caval. We're just going to release him and let him be low-key somewhere else. Caval! <laughs> of all the people you were going to say, I did not think that was coming out of your mouth. I was trying to think of Indy. I should have said Cesaro. I was trying to think of Indy Darlings that like didn't get the push that they should have. Fuck Loki. For That's some fun. reason, Caval popped in my head. I don't know. Maybe because I'm watching 2010 WWE right now. <laughs> got to hear Cornette's takes on Loki. They're hilarious. Well, from what I've heard, he's not a very good person. So Who, Cornette or Loki? Both. I mean, Cornette's... A decent person. He's just an he asshole. Is. He's he just, I, everything I heard about Jim Cornette, he's a nice guy. He has good conversation, but he's just he's just Jim Cornette. There's nobody else to compare him to. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they could have explained a little more. And the very vocal minorities, nothing. I forgot where we were. Yeah, you did. You really did. What the hell were we talking about? Talking about uh, hundred thousand pay per view oh, buys. Oh, hundred thousand pay per view buys. I mean, we'll see what Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen does. You know, I think I think they're depending on all out. And well, I mean, if this is gonna be this is gonna be a yearly thing now, double or nothing. I'd assume it'd be a tentpole event. That'd be my assumption. And they'll depend on those two, as WWE did Rumble and not Rumble, uh, Mania and SummerSlam for years. But it's the other ones you got to worry about to really see where the trends are going. But think about this: they did all this with just promoting on the internet and one ad during the Eastern Conference Finals. That's all they had, and they got a hundred thousand buys. Social media is an interesting thing. It, I think it just shows how many disenfranchised wrestling fans are looking for something new. and Yeah, I told you. They have a chance. I think they have more than a chance. I think they're going to succeed. I, I hope they do. 
I, I'm not saying As you much don't. as a certain listener of ours does not think hope we do. Well, I mean, your Moxley comments last week were kind of ridiculous. I Okay, I, I will clarify them anytime he wants to. Well, I, I, go ahead and defend yourself. I just don't think... I mean, everybody that watched Moxley show up is thrilled. I'm thrilled. But I just don't think anybody's going to watch AEW specifically for John Moxley. You're just dead wrong. That's just a wrong opinion. Anybody that's not already a diehard wrestling fan. That's just a wrong... I think... I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think he's fucking great. So you're telling me if you're just a, a, a hardcore WWE fan and you're flipping through TNT and you saw the artist but formerly known as Dean Ambrose... I think the hardcore WWE fans are already watching No, AEW. I'm not talking about the hardcore wrestling fans. I'm talking about the hardcore WWE fans. The WWE fans who don't know anything about New Japan, who don't know anything about Ring of Honor, who don't know anything. Why are you turning the light out of my face? I don't know. There's a button that was here. I, and I have ADD. Jesus Christ. Who's... But anyway, like, the, the fans, like, someone like my dad who knows everything about WWE. Well, not everything. But, like, he, he'll watch WWE. But we watched a New Japan show together once, and he was so confused. Oh, my dad can't figure out NXT. If he was flipping through TNT and he saw what uh, the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose, he'd keep that channel on. I hope I hope you're right. I I, got, I can see where the contract contradiction is now, but I would love to have a debate on it. Well, I anytime you hear this, anytime you open invite, call in. <laughs> this is the one specific person, by the way. He knows who he is. Yeah. But if anyone else wants to talk, hit us on Twitter at Champions Pod. That's fine. In, in, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, 100,000 buys for Double or Nothing. Impressive, in my opinion. Um, we'll see what uh, Fighter Fest does in June. Not as strong of a card, but it's Moxley's in-ring debut, so there's that. Yeah, that's... Did he say his opponent is yet? Yeah, uh, Joey Janela. Joey Janela. Wow, what a fucking weird match that'll be. And you got Cody and Darby Allen, and then you He's have, a skater, right? Yeah, the half-face painted. Yeah. yeah. Then you got, uh... The Lucha Brothers and a mystery partner taking on Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Supposed to be Pac, but it will not be Pac. Yeah. Visa um, issues. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Well, not allegedly. Assum- assumedly? I think that's a word, right? Assumedly? Yeah. Assumedly. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So what's next on the agenda there? August 31st. Yeah, so I almost said last night. I almost did it. I'm not going to do it. Saturday night at NXT TakeOver. Uh, it was announced via a video package. That it the- was last night. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're so stupid. I know, I'm sorry. Well, just continue. Um, you have me all fucked up. You fucked yourself up. It was announced that the next NXT UK takeover will be in Cardiff, and it will be on August 31st. And there are two other interesting shows going on that day. New Japan's Royal Quest from the Copper Box in England, and of course, All Out from the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Um, so in his post NXT, uh, I guess it'd be, I don't, it's not really a press conference, but his post NXT interview, we'll just say, Triple H actually addressed this. Um, he said it had nothing to do with anything anyone else was doing. It was just the date that was available at the venue. And I'm not sure if I'm buying it, but your take. Three, three, the three biggest promotions in the world all running a show of some sort on the same day. 
Oh, it's just, and it's the first Saturday of college football. Goddamn busy day. It's a very busy day. I mean, I don't think I have to worry about Penn State and Idaho too much, but uh, that's, that's well, you never know. If I if I if I do, I'm gonna be drinking heavily. It's gonna be one of those years. Yeah, but uh, I uh, that'll be hard to figure out that day. That'll be a long ass episode. <laughs> first off, do you buy Triple H's excuse or explanation? I mean, I, I think it's possible. It's certainly possible, but. I mean, those, those, I mean, I have no reason not to buy it. Triple H hasn't really been kayfabing things as an executive. Something really matters if he did, if he was the reason or not. I mean, I think, I think we, we recently, I think three days ago, we, we got our uh, answer to double or nothing. Um, I don't, I don't think so. He even said in his uh, media call, he's just worried about booking what he's booking and that's it. He has to say that. No, he doesn't. If it's a war, you can say whatever he wants. Okay. But that'd be fun to watch. Get some laptops and TVs down. We'll get some going. Is it smart for WWE to run a UK pay-per-view the same day that New Japan is bringing all of its top guns to the UK? Yes. And most of those tickets are already... There's, like, very few tickets left for the New Japan show. I, actually I, I don't know what this, the Carter venue is. I don't know either. And, but, I mean, they can do 4,000. They can do 5,000. Easy. Well, the New Japan, the New Japan show is at an 8,000-seat venue. And it's pretty much all sold. There's a couple seats left. I mean, I, I still think they can get wrangle people to. I mean, they're in London and Cardiff are not very. It's specifically it's, for the network. That's what they're going to make their. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Cardiff who don't want to travel to London that will probably go to this show. Yeah. So, like, I'm, that's what And I'm, they get to see Walter. That's true. They will get to see Walter. I wonder who he's facing in that show. I don't know. August is a long time. Although next by by next week, NXT will have taped all the way to take over Toronto, so we're gonna know the direction they're going real quick. Where do you think? Where do you think they're going? We'll mm. talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in the NXT review. Yeah. Um. So that's it for August thirty first. Oh, by the way, I also. I don't think I don't think it was coincidence. I think Triple H is testing the waters, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's there's fine. not. I mean, if this is gonna be a thing, he has to address it. But the war isn't between NXT UK and AEW. It's between the main roster and AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's a little... It's all the same company. It is, but there's... One already has a great public perception, and the other, not so much. True. True, true, true. But uh, we'll see what happens. So moving on to best of these Super Juniors. So as of this recording, we know who won the A block. But we don't know who won the B block. Obviously, by the time this comes out, we'll know who the B block winner is. But Shingo Takagi, undefeated, all 18 points, set up the record for the most points scored in a tournament in history, besides for the 1988 edition. But that's only because he used a different point system. It wasn't just the straight-up point system they use now. But first man to ever go undefeated in the block. So Shingo's uh, moving on to the finals, which means both of our, our the guy we both picked, Dragon Lee, will not make it to the finals. So on the B block, uh, we're, we're sitting with Taguchi at 12, Osprey at 12, Phantasmo at 10, and those are probably, it's probably going to be one of those guys. So I mean, out of those three, probably let's see. Let's see who Taguchi has left. Um, let's see. Let me pull up the schedule real quick. But, Taguchi, I mean. Taguchi. I think out of those guys would be Phantasmo. Taguchi. Oh, oh, it's Taguchi versus Osprey. So one of those two is winning. Okay, well, not Phantasmo. 
I mean, didn't Osprey already win at Best of the Super Juniors? Yeah. Twice, maybe? I think only once. Only won once? Yep. I mean, it's never, it's never a bad, it's never a bad decision. I think Shingo is winning. I don't. I mean, I mean, he's undefeated. He's gonna fucking win. You don't know that, but I think he's going to. I mean, I think I had Dragon Lee and uh, who did I have? Bushi, I think. Bushi, I had Dragon Lee and Bushi. Bushi's in at ten points. He had, he had a good showing for himself. And then you had Dragon Lee and. Uh, I had Dragon Lee. And, and Phantasma, I believe. And Phantasma, yeah. And I had Dragon Lee winning. So neither one of us will be right. Yeah, um, but Shingo's a future IWGP Heavyweight Champion. You're shaking her yes, like you just didn't disagree a half hour ago. But I wasn't actually disagreeing. I was just trying to rev you up. Um, so it obviously wouldn't be a bad chance, a bad choice, I should say, to win. And then, of course, if he does win, that means he will face Dragon Lee at Dominion. Um, but arguably the bigger story, perhaps, is the other match, well, one of the other matches taking place at the Best of the Super Juniors. One John Moxley taking on Juice Robinson for the IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. Now here's the situation with this one here. So supposedly, the New Japan deal was made completely separate from the AEW deal, and New Japan was unaware of the AEW deal, and they still claim they're not working together. I didn't believe they were not not working together ever. That's interesting. Why, what makes you think they're working together? I mean, not that they're working together. I think they're not opposed to working together. Well, I, I'm sure. You have, you, you have two people. You have one person who's very, very cares about. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. You, you, it's not out of the question. But they said they're staying loyal to Ring of Honor. That's just what they're saying. And then that's their decision too. But I mean, eventually, I think the three of them will get together. Um, the three of them. That's even more interesting. Because Ring of Honor's failing hard. But I don't think Ring of Honor... I think Ring of Honor's just gonna die. I don't want that. But, I mean, I, I think, think... that's just gonna happen. I mean, I hope it doesn't. Jesus, that's a... That was like the little brother of wrestling forever. I think it's... AEW has no reason to work with it. They have no benefit yeah. from it. I mean... They just let it die. And I hope they don't. And I, and I understand MG, MGP... MG, NGPW's, uh... NJPW's loyalty to Ring of Honor. They were there for them and before their Western expansion. They gave them people like the Bucks and uh, Cody. Not Cody. Uh, the Cody. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Cody. Cody and going back fucking Danielson and all those guys. So I mean, I understand the loyalty, but I, I, I'm worried about Ring of Honor. If you saw their attendance of their Seattle show, you have a right to be worried. Um, not good. Anyway. And, and they're part of it too because their shit at the Garden sucked. It did. It, it, it that was... fucking street fight was the worst match I've ever seen. That's bold. I've seen some, I've seen some, seen bad, some bad matches. matches. Now, are you talking in person or just like period? Both. That's bold. Definitely in person. That's bold. Worst match you've ever seen. Yeah, I, I thought it was long and boring, but I didn't think it was egregiously bad. I mean, maybe because the rest of the show was so good. <laughs> that could have something to do with it. Um, but... Do you think... See, I think it's kind of a catch-22. Because if New Japan doesn't necessarily want to work with AEW, they'd have to have Juice Robinson go over Moxley, which can't happen. Moxley has to win this title. He's, like, white fucking hot. Yeah, no, he... he, he it's a weird situation. That's why it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird two people to pin against each other. I'm excited for it. 
Well, they've been airing these vignettes forever about who's the one that was targeting Juice, and it turned out to be Moxley, which broke the internet again. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly they've had this plan for a while. And then the and then he shows up at AEW, and they're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so yeah, are you, are you officially taking Moxley as your prediction? Yeah. So I think I am. Too. Uh, he can't lose. Are you kidding me? But then he goes show. Then he goes to Fighter Fest as the U.S. champion for New, which is kind of a weird deal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's a weird situation. Any chances match has like in a non finish? New Japan doesn't really do that though. That's but they, I don't think they have a choice. Like I, Juice might be your best young superstar right now. That's a bold statement, but you know what I mean. He's he's very prominent in that company, and you can't beat Moxley in his first match after being Dean fucking Ambrose. I think no, I think Moxley goes over and they just deal with it. That's, They'll deal with it later. I think that's what, yeah. They might just say, like, hey, don't take the belt with you to AEW. Like, just leave it at home. And, he, you know, he's, he, even to the end, he's a company guy for them, so he'll be a company guy for everybody else. So, that's I, I'm going Moxley. So let's talk Dominion here. Um, as of this recording, we only have three announced matches, so we're just going to go over them as... So... Tai Chi is defending the Never Openweight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii. He's winning. Ishii? Yes. See, I think so too, but Tai Chi, like, he already had one very short Never Openweight title reign, and you know what? Fuck it. Tai Chi's going to find a sneaky way to win. I can't believe you're picking against Stone Pitbull. I don't want to, but I just, like, I don't think he's losing the title already. I think Tai Chi finds some bullshit sneaky way to win via Suzuki Goon shenanigans. That's my prediction there. So you're going Ishii? Clean, brain buster in the middle. Oh, yeah. Singles match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kota Ibushi defends against Tetsuya Naito in a rematch from Madison Square Garden. Fucking awesome match. It was. Square Garden. He's not losing it. Nope, Ibushi's Ibushi. going to keep it. Uh, not much Naito can do with that. Naito only should go after the big belt now. Yeah, I kind of am in the same boat with you there. Uh, I'm sure He's like a nine-time Intercontinental Champion, isn't he? I think it's only like four, but Is still. No, well, New Japan they don't they don't do like hot potato title reigns like that. No, they don't. But I just I know he's had it multiple times. Like Okada has the record for IWGP Heavyweight Title defenses. It's, it's like thirteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's only he's only two time champion, right? Or three time. Three, I think. I think three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm also going. Uh. Oh, five time champion. Close closer to three to nine than nine. A lot closer, three and nine. It's also a two-time G1 Climax winner. Not Climax. Childish fucking guy. <laughs> and a two-time New Japan Cup winner. He's a hell of a, hell of a career there. He's talking about... I mean, he, these guys have been there forever. He's got the... Uh, he's got the whole Kogan syndrome where he never holds a mid-card belt. No. Uh, yeah. And then finally, the main event... Uh, Okada, as we were just talking about, defends his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against AEW superstar and number one contender, Chris Jericho. In the <laughs> words of Marv Albert, Chris Jericho to all of us. Yeah, Jonas Jerebko's brother. Didn't, yeah. he, didn't he say that? He, no, I said that. Oh, you said that? I said that. If he said that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I said that. That's, that's awesome. Shout out to the Punk Rock Celtics, 27. I can already see how this match one. is ending. Yeah. Yeah, Jericho's going to go for the Judas. He can't. It's AEW exclusive. You're right, you're right. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. (laughs) But, like, if I was booking, I'd have him try to hit that stupid fucking thing. 
Right into the Rainmaker? Right into the Rainmaker. That's the best way to do it. That would be a hell of a finish. They still might do it. They might, because technically you wouldn't hit it, so it'd still be <laughs> AEW exclusive. Yeah. But, yeah, Okada by fucking... Yeah, Jericho's not winning this title. Stevie Wonder is betting on Okada. Jericho's big title win will come in August. Yeah. Oh, so you agree with me. Hmm. I do agree with you. Where were you to back me up a couple days ago when I was getting assaulted I by the rest of the group I was driving a CDL vehicle. Apparently I'm stupid because I think Chris Jericho is being Hangman Page. The money's in the chase, people. I agree. The money's in the chase. Awesome Kong told us this on Glow. Awesome Kong did tell us this on Glow. That is undoubtedly true. But that is Osaka. That is not Osaka. That is Dominion 6ix9ine <laughs> in Osaka, Joe Hall. 6ix9ine. <laughs> Fucking Pete Davidson on SNL, just fucking. Huh. R.I.P. Six Nine though. <laughs> but that's a long ass news segment. Oh, we didn't talk about the Blood Money pay per view yet. Oh, god damn it! Uh, all right, let me pull that up real quick. So, so god damn. <laughs> <laughs> I hate us so much. But uh, I think we're fifty for fifty. Yeah, th- th- that happens way too often. Uh, fucking. No, Jesus. I'm sorry. Part of my French. But we don't yeah, like no, talking that, that about this. That would be Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, we don't talk. We don't like talking about this, but we're going to have to. We don't talk liking about this. We don't. Yeah, I can't speak. I'm sorry. Too much gin. And uh, so what do we got? Lead us, lead us there. Anyway, right. this, this is apparently going to be as good or better than WrestleMania, and I just don't see it. Super Showdown. Yes, they're really going with that name again. Takes place on June seventh, twenty nineteen, at the King Abdullah Sports Cities King Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And then they're gonna go for lunch right next door at King Abdullah the Butcher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm sorry. I wanted to make that joke all week. I thought of it in the shower the other day. And I what? <laughs> so of course WWE signed a ten year contract. <laughs> Uh, to run two shows a year in Saudi Arabia. Under- well, do you think? Do you think in in a year, WWE will tell them they can't honor the ten year contract? They'll start using AEW. I think they'll sue them if they say they won't honor the contract. I made a Bret Hart reference. I but- know, I know you did, but all right. So <laughs> this show is going to be a shit show. Yeah, this is. I think all these picks are going to be fairly obvious. Let's, Let's run through them quick. This show does not deserve my fucking time of day. Can't believe I'm saying this. This is a match on pay-per-view. <laughs> a three-on-one handicap match. The Lucha House Party taking on Lars Sullivan. Who you got and why is it Grand Metal League Kalisto and Lince Dorado? Lars, because the homophobes going over in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> God damn it, Lars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, during Pride Month, mind you. Oh, this fucking show. Off to a rousing start. Yep. Randy Orton taking on Triple H for whatever reason. That's actually a hard one to pick, I think. No, it's not. Orton? Uncle fucking Hunter, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, he doesn't lose. So they're paying to see. Yeah. Up next, a 50-man battle royal. Yeah, do you think do you, that, that stadium is huge? Do you think he's going to go, all these people are going <laughs> to see the RKO? I hope so. But, uh, okay, next one. 50-man battle royal. <laughs> you're, you're dying over there. This is, oh, this is so funny. A 50-man battle Is it a rumble or is no, it a battle royal? battle royal. They were not fitting 50 people in the ring. Are they just going to be in a square? On the, it's going to look like the fucking White Walkers at the end of oh. Game of Thrones. Last year they had the, the largest Royal Rumble, so they were like, what do we do this year? We got the, the biggest battle, battle royal. royal. Jim goes, Jay, or Vince goes, ah, case closed, pal. 
who the fuck is in this match? I have no list of participants, so... Alright, I'm... The Brooklyn Brawler. That's my pick. He's winning. I'm going Mansoor, because he's from Saudi Arabia. Who? Mansoor. Mansoor? From NXT. Oh, yes. I didn't know he was Saudi Arabian. Yeah. That's right. He was... You don't remember the segment with him and the Dravaris last year? Oh, that was him. And two other Saudis. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, the Dravaris. They're not going, are they? I don't think so. Okay, Because that did not go over well last no, year. No, they didn't, they didn't like they receive death threats. Yeah. Just, just being there? Yeah. Okay. Up next, Lacey Evans. <laughs> Braun St- close. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, my God. What an awful match. This is a, what an awful show. It's Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. If you're a babyface or a champion, you're winning. That's just how it's... The Demon, Finn Balor, against Andrade, and what will probably be the only good match in the show. Balor. Balor. Okay, yeah. Roman Reigns versus the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Oh. <laughs> I knew that was coming, too, and it still surprised me how bad that will be. Shane. Shane's going to win that match. No, he's not. Oh, you don't think Shane might be more over than Roman in that? In that? People Bro, love Shane. I'm picking Shane. They're not, they're not. Roman is not doing a job to Shane McMahon. I'm picking Shane. I'm going to win this prediction, even though I thought it would just end in a tie, because I didn't think he could possibly. All right. Cool. I'm going Roman. The WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defends against Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Kofi Kingston's winning. Oh, God. I forgot. The Universal Championship. Seth Rollins taking on Big Breakfast, Baron Corbin. Are you really picking him? I will pick him. Are you picking him just to be an asshole? Do you really believe this is going to happen? I think it's a small possibility he can win, but I need to see it. He needs to be the champ. Let's go, Baron. And this is also subject to change because this is being recorded before Raw, and Brock Lesnar is allegedly cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't think either of us buy it, (laughs) but that's what it allegedly is going to happen, so we'll see what happens. Is this this just going to be? I mean, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. Or here's what I think happened, because this already would have happened. Uh, Corbin comes out and assaults them both, and it turns into a triple threat at Saudi Arabia. Because Brock has to be on the Saudi show. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I think happens. And I think that he might win. Brock? How, who are you having pin Brock? Seth or Seth for the second time make Brock look like a good bitch? Or are you having Corbin pin Brock? I think Brock might win at that show if he's on the match. Seth could pin Corbin. Seth can pin Corbin. Corbin's there for the pin. You're right. Moving on. We're done with this. We're not done because we have the main event of the evening. That's not the main event. <laughs> Goldberg. Oh, taking yeah. On Jesus. The Undertaker. Christ Almighty. Oh. This is such a bad show. I'm actually interested to watch this match. To see what it looks so, like, I'd be interested to see that. I'd be interested to see that match when they're both in their prime. On, just... on some on some real shit, I was talking to my buddy Des last night, and uh, we were talking about this match and this show, and he's like, "Yeah, I probably won't watch it. I'll probably watch the Balor and Andrade match, and that's it." And I'm like, "I'm really curious to see how bad Goldberg and Taker is gonna be. <laughs> like, I know it's only gonna go like two minutes because that's all it could go." Yeah, I mean, and Goldberg in his prime, I mean, Taker in his prime was Taker. Yeah, as he could do 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. in a great match. Right, right. But Goldberg in his prime couldn't do more than six no. minutes. William Regal couldn't make him look good for six minutes. No, so it's going to be short. Yeah, it's it's Spear, Spear Jack Henry. He's not Jack Henry, no. Undertaker. Under, he's not going to do it. No way a WCW guy beats a WWE guy, especially with AEW being like the quote-unquote new WCW. Goldberg might take a choke slam, last ride, tombstone, he's out of here. <laughs> like, here, here's your here's your 500, here's your 500 bucks, go to AEW. <laughs> I hope he gets a hot dog, but I think pork's banned over there. Oh, but, uh, my God. 
Oh, God. All right, this is a stupid, stupid news segment. Are we going to review this show next week? Oh, it, depending on how bad it is. If it's, like, un, it's like, if it's like historically bad, yes. Yes, we okay. are. It like it's, an it's going to be historically bad. I think we both know the bars, the level it has to be. To, yeah. Because it does have a fucking Finn Balor and Andrade match on it. Yeah. That'll be good. And the Battle Royale is going to be The Battle Royale is going to be a spectacle. It's going to be fun. I want to see if they bring that big fat Chinese guy back. And I want to see if they. I want to see who they fuck. He was Japanese. I want to see who He's they bring out. He's a sumo guy. I think that's Japanese. I want to see who they bring out. So are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> All right. A little thing. Something special coming up next. Oh my lord. Well, fifty down and into infinity and beyond to go. All right, Buzz Lightyear. This is our fiftieth episode. And what what a fucking rail trail it's been, <laughs> rail and trail. So we've done Got everything. Merch ideas out the ass here, man. You give me. We started we started with an awful watch along episode after we were both trying to keep each other away at backlash, wanting to do this because we weren't happy where we were in life, and we both love wrestling and our communications guys. So we on a, a long trek home from Newark, we came up with. About 35 of the most awful podcast names I think ever. I, I think I might still have them. And we landed on a couple, and we helped, and you, you guys help us get to Champions Advantage, which I think is the greatest name we had. You thought it was Babyface Fire, which, Baby Fire is, so which is objectively fucking terrible. Will uh, you stop it? <laughs> but, it's not worse than the Educated Feet podcast. Okay, we were just saying shit. Oh my god, you still have them. Can I see I this? Do, I do still have them. Here is some of the names we came out with. Champions Advantage was the first one, so that that laid that, that was the first that one. nailed it. Hit it right in the head. Uh, rest hold recorded. That's oh, not too bad. That's not awful. Babyface Fire. I love baby. The blow off, which I like. <laughs> the blow off. Uh, Sixty minute Broadway. Call it in the ring. Dusty finish. Clean finish. All types Screaming of Screaming spots. Getting color. Screaming spots. The Crimson Mask, the Double Turn, which I, wow, I like. Educated Feet, Jerking the Curtain. <laughs> the Money Match. I'm the, shocked you made it to 50 episodes. The Downside Guarantee. <laughs> the Downside Guarantee. <laughs> fuck. And Making Downs. You can tell this is on a long ride home. It was. We were driving from Newark to DuPont, Pennsylvania. Scenic DuPont, Pennsylvania. Reginald Hurst. Reginald DuPont Helmsley. Hunter Hearst, Tennessee, after last after his picture at the Street Profits. <laughs> Please tell me somebody said that. So I saw it on Twitter. That's hilarious. But, and we got here, we record, like I said, we recorded an awful, awful first episode. Remember I used to take copious notes? I oh my I, god. I guess I'm doing that again. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how you did it. I remember tweeting, like, you're just, you're just unbelievable. But that, that, cause that's because we had an hour and 15 minute main event at Dominion. That's true. But, uh... I still have my all-in notes. I should sell these. This is legendary. We have a couple... <laughs> Can I autograph them? Sure. I mean, you didn't do anything. You didn't put in. You didn't put in any work to them. I'm the color guy. But for some, uh, reason, for some reason, I have your email address in here. Oh, that was the old. That was the old New Japan info. Oh, well, I'm trying to get that again. But uh, so Bray yeah. and Matt versus the B team. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Ooh, hold chance. On. Hold on. Extreme Rules 2018. Oh, oh, that's the. Ch- Speaking of Extreme Rules 2018. One of the most legendary moments on the podcast came after a Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler Iron Man match. Oh, that's this that pay per view. That's this pay per view. I didn't get there yet. So, bliss. Oh, that's, oh, yes, it is, isn't it? 
Okay. Yes. Give a little recap about your I evis I verbally eviscerated and castrated the city of Pittsburgh. That was I have never been more annoyed as a wrestling fan than watching that. And if you want to check out that episode, it is the July seventeenth, twenty eighteen episode. Right at the beginning. It's the first thing. The first thing we do. Well, I didn't do it. The first thing you do is verbally destroy the city of Pittsburgh and its wrestling crowds. Maybe we should... You could, you could still access that, can't you? I could, but since it's the pre-anchor days, it's all one file. Oh, I'll say, if we could just get... If you could just get... Uh, okay, yeah. That sucks. But, yeah, I I went off on the Steelers. You did. And the Penguins. The Pirates. And the Pirates. Ass. And they don't have a basketball team because they're not good enough. But... Yeah, that those those fans pissed me the fuck off. I could tell. And well, and from there we went to the Brian and Punk, right? Yeah, the rise of Daniel Bryan was well. Punk was June twenty sixth, twenty eighteen, which is currently our third or no second most downloaded show, only pre only behind Takeover and Money in the Bank review from twenty eighteen, which is very odd. But <laughs> the people like what they like. They do, they do, they do. But I mean, we didn't, and I still think. Our, oh my God, it's Fantasia, and I still, think, I still think I still think I still think our best episode is our punk episode. Yep, punk episode, best in the world. Punks because we were we, we were kind of finding our chemistry June, for a while there, and now we have such good chemistry. We fucking say the same thing at the same exact fucking time. I'll tell you what, Dece- December twenty eighteen was a rough stretch. Yeah, it was. You had some bad shows. I, I did. I lie. came back. I came back. I think you a did. little bit though. You did. January was a good rebound, but December twenty eighteen, I was so fucking mad at you. Just. I remember the TLC review. We were so unengaged. We were trying to do a Ring of Honor review that, in reality, neither of us watched. I think we could say that now. It was months ago. We were trying to review a show that neither of us watched, which was a bad idea. And, man, that TLC show was rough. But And then we did we did in a book, uh, rebooking the Invasion angle. We did. And, and I have somewhere about 9 to 15 pages of... Tablet, notebook paper, uh, just filled with yeah. our things, and I, I was actually proud of that. Now those are those. I, I think those are good episodes. Uh, we of course had the the hotly debated best wrestling themes episode. Oh, I think that's the only time we actually got heated at each other. Yeah, it was about themes. I think it was because you said King of Kings is better than the game. I did. Which King is of Kings is better bullshit. Uh, yeah, the game no. is the game is iconic. Uh, and then we hit our extreme rock bottom. What was that? When the Eagles lost the NFC Championship, no, that, it wasn't the NFC Championship. No, it wasn't. Uh, divisional. Wrong team won that too. But uh, shut the fuck up. But and then Alpha dropped past by Alshon Jeffrey, and I hit my good old buddy Jack Daniels pretty hard. But I was mad at you that fucking night. I was fucking heated at you. But then I went back and listened to the episode, and that was some funny shit. And was very unable to speak by the end of it. And it was so funny that we even titled the episode "Drunken Antics." So you got, you got an episode named after you. Nice. Uh, and that actually did pretty good numbers, so. Yeah, it's... it's. And I'm accidentally playing it right now, which I don't want to do. <laughs> oh, God. And it's... That was fun. We got the mania. We we got the... I, we buried East Rutherford, which was the worst town I was ever in. They deserve that bear. I drove by MetLife on Saturday, and I got mad. <laughs> Just, I, got, I got sick. I got mad driving by that stadium. Just... Hey, pal, 80,000 people waiting in line for a train. Yeah, just one train. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll fucking be okay. It took us, it took oh, us, Oh, by the like, way, it's raining fucking buckets outside. It took us, like, five hours to get six miles. I was never happier to pay $90 an Uber. 
I was never happier to pay $90 for an Uber. I was so happy. We were just wet and sad. I was never happier to be in McDonald's. And McDonald's at four in the morning is an awful idea. It was. It's it about was. The word, but it was the only thing open, and we needed to eat. Yeah, like, I was starving. Yeah. We like, I am wither. I was withering away. There was nothing open, so you got fucking McDonald's, of course. And, uh... Of course, there was a very TNA Christmas, another episode that uh, never saw the light of day. Which, trust me, you'll that's a good thing. I still haven't deleted it out of the, off the account, though, so there's still always the chance I could just fucking release it one day. Maybe I'll release it for, like, an hour and then just delete it. Remind me to piss you off. Don't yeah. remind me to not piss you off. Because uh, I fall asleep halfway through this episode. Yeah, and I'm just trying to carry that shit. Um... Yeah, this this doesn't just we had the three we had the Mick Foley show where we had nothing to do one week and we're like, oh, let's just do a Mick Foley show. And then we started doing some research and it ended up turning into a three week episode. We randomly did one period of Jericho's tenure. Oh, we did. I think it's like 2007, 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah, because it was after All In and he made the surprise return. Oh yeah, it was. Because all it? in, all in was a bonus show, so we need to do something for that Tuesday. Because that's when we, that's when we got that in was with the turnbuckle topics. Uh, September, September first. Oh, what a bad idea this was. Top ten football players yeah. in the rest. I knew that's where you're going. Oh Jesus! Do you like the cover photo? Yeah, it's leak, but uh, <laughs> not that leak. No, not that leak. But uh, I mean, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to going to the future, and you'll be hearing from us a lot. I think. Is Kushida coming on the show? Did, that, did you secure an interview with Kushida? Is that what that means? Yeah, I did. Holy shit. Why didn't you tell me earlier? At least Doc Brown. <sighs> so, Taguchi. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Taguchi. Looks a little familiar. Funky future. Oh, Jesus. I actually have an idea for when we all get together, and I think it'll go over great. Oh, God. I'm actually, I'll bring it up tonight. Okay, cool. But we just want to thank you. I mean, this. this yeah, it's been fun. This lives us to. Oh, you know what else we can talk about? What? The two bets that you haven't fulfilled. Okay, I'm, I'm calling on, you out publicly. I'm on back that. order. Yeah? I'm on back order. Well, we're doing Kane, right? At Extreme Rules. <laughs> we don't even have those tickets yet. I'll get the tickets. That's not a big deal. Tell that to Destler. And when is Extreme Rules? July 13th, right? 14th. 14th? It's a Sunday, pal. Uh, we, we, we have pay-per-views on Sunday in the New York territory. That's right, because Sunday is God's day. Pistol Man is God. But uh, oh, No, not at all. I mean, he beat God. So does that, does that make he him did, God he, then? He, like, he, I, he beat God in the tag team match. Yeah, but, uh... Oh, we gotta talk about more one of our, in the more recent history, the first ever Mean Guy Classic. Yes, we're gonna do more tournaments, because that was fun. There was, like, probably, I'd say, like, 10,000 combined votes for all the rounds, so I, that's awesome. The wrong person won, but... Kevin Owens is over in that Kevin tournament. Owens made a it run. Was, it was impressive. Kevin Owens made a run. We recently did another rebooking the Nexus. Uh, that one was fine. I thought it went okay. Yeah, it went okay. We didn't realize how little there was to rebook yeah. until we did it. But we persevere anywhere, baby faces. And now there's a brand new company, All Elite Wrestling, and that and our 49th episode was the review of their first show, and I'm excited to see what else they bring us. But man, yeah, this one's episode 50. Good shit, pal. Good shit. It's been fun. It's from the Moxley interview. You didn't even pick up on it. It's oh. Good, I, I, good shit, pal. I mean, we talk like that to each other anyway, so. We do. We we have a lot of Vincisms in our in our conversation. Like not on purpose either. No, I, I say good shit pal to my dad. I say good yeah. shit pal to everybody. You just say good looks, but I say good shit. Yeah, I well the people I hang out around would say I still say good looks depending on the crowd I'm with. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't say good shit pal to some to some people. But uh I say goddamn pal a lot too. God me too. I do a lot. <laughs> goddamn pal. And I drop brother a lot. I see that see like, Rod and them make fun of me for saying brother. They're like, that's... I call everybody brother. I so always have. I always, no, so have I. I, I always, always have. Been. Like, long before, long before I was a world-famous fat podcaster. 
That needs to be a merch shirt. <laughs> I think it might. I think it has to be. I think it has to be. Are we still talking here? Or... Yeah. Oh, dude, okay. I, 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 I no. thought you hit the button. We're fine. The mic's hot, brother. But nah, that might have to be a shirt. All the merch shirts have come from you. I'm fucking slacking. But you had like, what was it? Like twisted. Oh, 282 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. <laughs> That's so bad. I would wear my own gimmick in that case. We're, we're going to get you on the Simon system, and we're going to get that down to 220. Yeah, how about no? Simon Dean will make it happen. Oh, that motherfucker. But a legendary tweet about legend, uh, a legendary... We have been, we've been good shit on Twitter recently. Yeah, we've, had, we've, been, we've been stepping it up on Twitter. Uh, you, of course, buried Disco Inferno. That was awesome. That was fun. Uh... We, of course, had the legendary video of Sting in the rafters to Seamus' music at a Sacramento <laughs> Kings game of all of all places. We had Mayor Glenn Jacobs choke-slamming people through uh, tables at mayoral speeches. <laughs> a lot of good shits happened on, over on the Twitter. So if you're listening you don't follow us on Twitter at Champions Pod, follow us. Um, so... I think it's about it. So we can talk to you. Just thank you so much, and we'll see you guys in the future. Here's the 50 more. Here's the 50 more. Hell yeah. Well, we just try to cold open, and they're both shitty, so we're just going to dump into this. <laughs> NXT TakeOver took place at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, stop turning that light on. No. Uh, it was the 25th NXT TakeOver. It was called NXT TakeOver 25 for a reason. It was, well, actually, it was called NXT TakeOver XXV. But if you can't read in Roman numerals, that's 25. Won't get any bugs. But, uh... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's 25, and... Uh, 25 of them, and 25 good shows, from what I remember. Yeah, for the most part. I don't think there was ever a bad NXT TakeOver. So, we had two very different experiences watching this show. Because I'm a true wrestling fan, I made the three-hour journey to Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I made it without my co-host, but it was all right. I, I scooped up Des in New York City. Friend of the show, Desler. Yeah. And um, we made the journey to Bridgeport, Connecticut. We went to a Haitian bar, had some good cocktails. I had like, dude, this bar was the weirdest bar I was ever at. So we want to watch the UEFA Champions League final. And we walk in, and there's three TVs. This is a Haitian bar. All fuck, all fucking Haitians are like the the bartenders and the servers and whatnot. One TV, CNN, the left TV, the middle TV, SVU, the right TV, all in the family. <laughs> and like, they're all premium like cocktails. Like the like they had all the bottles they used in the shelves. There was nothing cheap. And this bartender dropped like four bottles, dude. I just, me and Des are just looking at each other like. What I would have been the uncomfortable. Hell? We were. We almost left, but then, but neither of us asked them to put on the game for whatever reason. We just could go somewhere else. But then this woman walked in. was like, hey, he put it on the Champions League game, and they put it on. And then, and then they asked about if the kitchen was open. They're like, yeah. It's like, we're going to stay. So we got some bombing-ass wings for the appetizer that were amazing. I got linguine and clams, and he got... The good uh, choice. He got shrimp and steak. And we had a good meal at this Haitian bar. I had some kind of cocktails, like rum, coconut vodka, lime juice... And, like, a whole bunch of other shit, and it was fucking great. And Des got something weird. He was, like, it had, like, nutmeg and, like, I don't know what the hell he got, but it was weird. And, yeah, we had a lot of drinks. And then we walked over to the Webster Bank Arena. 
I, I made a power move because we were looking at places to park for the bar and then we we're going to move the car over to the arena for the show. So I pull up, I parallel park very poorly at first. It took me a couple tries. I'm not a good parallel parker. So we pull up in the spot. I get out to put money in the meter and the meter says parking enforced 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. I'm like, holy shit, it's Saturday. Yeah. So I left my, I left my car there for the entire time. No, no ticket. My car didn't have a boot on it. It wasn't towed. Not a power move because it says you could park there at that time. It's a power move because I avoided paying twenty dollars to park at the arena. It's it's a smart move. Not it's a power. power move. That's a power move. A power move would be in those hours parking. There. No, that's a crime. That's true, but uh, it's not a power move. That's a crime. You're a criminal. Okay, let's just get to the fucking show, will you? So Good should we discuss? Like, should we discuss shit. the matches tape for NXT this week or no? No, we'll let, we'll let the people decide that. Let the people watch that for themselves. So, let's start with the opener. I, wa- I watched this in person. You watched this this morning. Uh, Matt Riddle taking on Roderick Strong. He defeated him. Um, do you want me to start with the live perspective, or do you want to start with the TV perspective? I'll start with the TV perspective, and you tell me what's going live. Okay. This One thing I give NXT TakeOver is they got figured out. They know what the fucking open a show with. Yeah. Every single TakeOver opens with usually the second best match in the show. Or the best match in the show. NXT TakeOver New York started with... Uh, started with the tag match, which to uh, this day, take. I agree, but it's not take. Started this day, where I think was the best match of that weekend. That weekend, yeah, interesting. I mean, I think it was three. I think there was two on that show. Uh, I really liked or four. I real, I really liked Kofi and Brian from Mania after rewatching it, and I thought Abushi and Naito was fabulous. No love for Rainmaker and the Switchblade. I thought it was not near as good as Abushi and Naito. And it was good. I'm not saying it was bad. All right, move on. But they got the opener. This match was fucking awesome. Goddamn, is Matt Riddle a superstar? I'm just going to keep talking here because Tony got a phone call. Matt Riddle is maybe the most impressive NXT person I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I mean, because we, we, all, we all knew about Devitt. We all knew about Joe and Steen and everybody else that came through there. But Matt Riddle is only in the business a couple years. And... He has the body, he has the look, he has the personality, he can cut a good promo, he's worked with everybody, he worked heel, he can work babyface, and Roddy's, Roddy's just your everyman great hand wrestler. And Roddy can get anybody over, and he, not that he needs to get rid of over, but he, he can and he did. This match was great, it had heat, it stayed in the ring for the most part, and it was back and forth greatness until the end, and the right person won. Okay, so you've been to a couple takeovers in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. What have you noticed about the crowds in those takeovers? It's the one thing they love. Oh, the undisputed era. The undisputed era, and you could tell. And you could tell Connecticut is a stone's throw from Brooklyn, because I don't know how many people were there. It's the arena says the arena says there it holds ten thousand, which I call bullshit on. Um, but let's just say it holds ten thousand. I'd say it was about 85% full, so we'll say there was 8,500 people there out of the 10,000 it could hold. And I'm not exaggerating when, I, when I'd say at least 3,200 of them were wearing Undisputed Era t-shirts. Dude, we, we, you're not trying to, you're not selling me, you're selling them. We, I was, like I said, we've mentioned this a bunch of times on this podcast, but we were once in a bar where everybody was on Undisputed Era yeah. t-shirts. Oh, yeah. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. So, Roderick Strong was very over. Good. Roddy, Roddy deserves it. Uh, I think... 
I think if Michael Cole would have walked out instead of Adam Cole in that T-shirt, he would have been over just because he was wearing the I shirt. I still want that to happen. No, stop it. <laughs> don't, you want, don't you want Adam Cole to be managed by his father, Michael Cole? No. Um, this match had a lot of heat in the building. And his bodyguard, uh, and his bodyguard Trent Cole? <laughs> God damn it. Dueling, let's go Roddy, bro chance. Um, Matt Riddle... Uh, is incredible. I don't, I, I, I don't know what else did you, to say. Did you hear me? Did you hear me say? I'm like, this guy can do everything. No, my mom was asking about Dr. Pepper. <laughs> he was. He was. He's only been in the business a few years now, and he's fucking great. Went to my alma mater, so he automatically gets respect for that. Um, I love this power bomb into a into a knee. Oh my god, that was amazing. He can he can work that bro mission in very very quickly. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the floating bro as a move. <laughs> it's it's a gimmick. It's. <laughs> I see it, and it's like, it's the least graceful but most graceful thing at the same time. If you know what I mean, like it's so graceful, but it looks like so clunky at the same. I don't know how to describe it. He, has, like I said, he's got everything. He's got the body. Like if I'm Triple H and, and if I'm Triple H and Vince, like I'm drooling over him. Roddy, when Roddy had him in the corner, and hit him with the, uh, the like the punk step up knee, and he kept running from side to side, hitting him with elbows. That guy over, like the crowd went, oh, 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 with everyone without fail. Crowd is very, crowd was in everything all night, but they're really into this. Um, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle hit a weird finisher. I don't know what it was. What did they, did they call it something on TV? I only watched one match on TV, so. Which, which, which finisher was it? Where it looked like it was going to be a cradle tombstone, but then he kind of dropped him on his back. The finish. I think they might have just called it the broplex. Oh my God. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I wasn't really paying attention to the commentary for um, that match. Did they call the bro to sleep, the bro to sleep? No, they called it. They, they, I don't think so. Because he hit the bro to sleep. Um, so, yeah, I really like the opener. It went 14 minutes and 45 seconds. Probably the perfect amount of time for the opener. Crowd was hot throughout. You know what? Has Riddle gone long yet? Are they keeping him? Are they keeping. No, I'm not saying he has to wrestle short, but I think he's great in that 10 to 15 range. I think the fatal five way in NXT went like twenty I'm minutes. I'm talking one to one. That's not. I'm not. That's not. That doesn't count. I think. This, either this or the dream match. I don't know which is longer, but. But let me, he's let me, great. Let me go get the time for the dream match. It, I don't on. think it's really necessary. I just yeah, say that's right here. He's great. He's great in uh, that ten to fifteen range. Him and Dream went seventeen thirty five, and that match was good too. So, but uh, yeah, he's great. He's only gonna go here. He he will hold that championship. All right, so that's the opener. Enjoyed it. Uh, on, if I'm going to put my Meltzer hat on, I would honestly give this one five stars. Yeah. Um, that might be bold. That might be very bold. But, yeah, that would be my rating for this one. Up next, a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team titles. The Forgotten Sons taking on Oni Larkin and Danny Burch, taking on the Street Profits, taking on the Undisputed Era consisting of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. What was this, what was this match like on the tube? Uh, it was fun, chaotic. Really, I love this match. It, it was. I'm not saying it was bad. It was. It was fun. The right team won. We both picked them. Uh, the whole Jackson Riker spot was good. Uh, that's his fucking name, right? Yeah, Jackson Riker. Yeah. He was around. He they made him look really good. Fish and O'Reilly just do Fish and O'Reilly things. Camera. I you didn't watch this. I suggested the camera work on this match was very good. Um, Especially for what they wanted. To, they wanted to achieve. Like people coming out of nowhere making saves. It was. It was very good. Forgotten Sons had a lot of heat, a lot of we we forgot you chance. They really hated them. Uh, Street Profits were over. About ninety percent of the crowd had red solo cups. Uh, they were going crazy with them. They are very over. Um, O'Reilly and O'Reilly 
I almost want to say O'Reilly was the star of this match, but he wasn't. O'Reilly took the the craziest bumps in this match. He did. O'Reilly was, O'Reilly died. His back was ridiculous. I did hear. Uh, I saw on Twitter that uh, when they did the power bomb into the ladder, then Fish fell on him. Uh, Marudel let out a "Oh my God, he killed Kyle." He did. He which did. Is awesome. He did. Um, oh my God, they killed. He was fuck. He's great. Maro's awesome. He he. I think he's like half the reason this shit's great. I wouldn't say half the reason. That's a tenth of the reason. He he it doesn't he doesn't hurt. That's for sure. Yeah, he definitely he definitely makes it better because he's just fucking jizzes every time he talks. Um, one of the Forgotten Sons. I'm not sure which one. Did a suicide dive while Fish and O'Reilly were holding the ladder Blake. into the ladder. That was well. Blake was the star of the match. He, he was. He was. He was great. Blake was the star. He reminded of the match. you why he was there for five years. He, I'm like, why is this guy in the fucking main rock? Dude, he was insane. He I, was. Wesley Blake was the star of this match. Um, Cutler took a vicious bump on when Lorcan hit the the Doomsday Device uppercut. He landed right on his fucking head. That was scary. He did. Um. Who was bleeding in this match? Because I saw the refs. I couldn't find it. I saw it. the refs throwing I gloves. Cu- I, so I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't find it. They 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 didn't shoot it. I couldn't find it. I don't know if it was precautionary or what. Because I saw there was a. Uh, I'm not even sure on the opposite on the other side from the hard cam. They went there with they they cut down there and the ref had gloves on. Yeah, but they, I couldn't find the anybody. The ref put bleeding. gloves on like five minutes in. And so I couldn't I, I couldn't find anybody bleeding. So unless it was on the arm or something, I couldn't find it. Um, Montez Ford is an athletic freak. Yeah, he's absurd. Uh, O'Reilly and Fisher holding the ladder. He vaulted over the ladder and did a big uh, tope con hilo onto Jackson Riker, who did not catch him at all. No, not at all. And then Oni Lorkin did a fucking flop over the top rope onto him. Uh, Jackson Riker was presented like a star. Yeah, he was. He came in, did a bunch of spots. The crowd popped huge when everybody ganged up on him. That got a huge pop. Um, and yeah, Street Profits won. The place went mental. And I, like you said, the right team won. I'm happy for them, especially uh, not Montez Ford. What's his name? Uh, Angela Dawkins. Angela Dawkins. I know it was Dawkins. I don't know if it was her first name or last name. He's been there since the start of NXT. Pretty much. He, no, he was. He was an original. They made, made it very clear. I think he was a PC original. He wasn't. He wasn't a NXT original. They made it. Morrow said NXT original multiple times during he, that match. He was not. I don't think he was there in 2012. But he was there for a very long time. I'm happy for him. He's got his heater. He's the heater for Montez, which is Montez is absurd. I don't, I'm surprised they stayed down there that long. But maybe they wanted to give him a run. But they'll be fun. They're they're young guys. They'll be good. Yeah. Um. 21:30 on that second longest match in the show. Didn't feel like that. So that's good. I guess. Up next, singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Tyler Breeze taking on Velveteen Dream. Uh, tell me what it's like on television. It was slow at points, really fast at points, which I mean was good for a wrestling match. Once again, shot very well with the camera. And I mean, the crowd sounded into it. It was weird, though. Like, it wasn't definitely not Dream's best match. It was a good match. I thought the character work of this match was better than the wrestling. The promo package had the best line ever when uh, Dream said the NXT universe has upgraded their cellular, cellular plan. plan. He, it's a Dream, line. Dream taking Dream taking the selfie with Breeze in the table. I hated it. I oh I like that. I, okay, I thought we were talking about the one at the end of the match. No, okay. I I mean Velveteen Dream is the most heel baby face of all time. And yeah, he was he was definitely playing the heel in this match. He he knew Tyler was they knew Tyler was not going to get booed. Well, I don't either. Not neither of them were going to get booed. Yeah, but. Uh, the spot in the match where he took the selfie, he goes, I don't know if you didn't watch it, so you couldn't hear him. He's going, take a selfie with the champ. Take it. He goes, here you go, buddy. Take a selfie with the champ. And they took it. But as soon as as soon as soon Dream picked up the, the phone, they, it was on the Titan Tron. Like, oh, yeah. That actually, you know, when Tyler comes out, it's like yeah. it's him. They had that up there. Okay. I, I, they didn't show the Titan Tron for that spot, but they did for the one after the match. Yeah. So they had that up there. So well, like, I mean, we got to see. Uh, Dream won 
with the Dream Valley Driver, I believe, right? Purple Rainmaker. Purple Rainmaker. And well, Dream Valley Driver is a setup. Yeah. And uh, damn good match. Happy. I'm happy for Breeze getting a shine. You get to see what you get to see what he can do. Because if you if if you forgot, he's really really fucking good. And I'm happy for him. I didn't like the spot after they shook hands because I, I feel like there's I feel like there's more money there, and they just kind of closed the door. I don't think they closed the door. I think there'll be a rematch. I don't know why they did what they did. <laughs> it's still WWE. Brothers but, don't fight. In person, Tyler is over. Not as over as Dream. Uh, they were dueling. Tyler's, no, Dream's over. It was there was dueling. Tyler's gorgeous. Uh, Velveteen chance. The Velveteen was a teeny bit louder. Um, uh, the unprettier that Velveteen took, where he landed on his head, was ridiculous. Oh my god. Um, it was awful. The spot that was weird were like, I guess the idea was Velveteen jumped to the second rope and Breeze going for a drop kick, but he just like put on the brakes. Yeah. Did they explain that? No, commentary? no, something. They, one of them one of them started to do one thing and the other one started doing the other person, thing. They kind of just, they person, kind of just stopped. It, in person, it was just kind of weird. Um, Breeze, it was nice to see him have more than a five minute main event match. Yeah, uh, it was, it was good. The new gear is weird, a lot less flashy. Yeah, but was, you're but knocking out flash dreams. So Morrow, was... Morrow made it phenomenal. Yeah, he's like he's matured now. He sees the same. He sees the mistakes Velvet Dream Dream is gonna make, and he's trying to stop him from doing that, which makes him the, the absolute baby face in the match. But Morrow explained it great, and I liked the match. Those I two will, guys. Were I will say, you can tell Breeze's time in the main roster helped him because if you go back and watch some of his original stuff in NXT, he was good. But he's a lot better now. Timing and shit, he's better. He's a lot better now. Yeah, timing. He was potential back then. He's seeing it now. He's still young, so let's I, let's hope it it, it uh, transports to the main roster. Um, so the fuck Fandango. St- but stop it. I love Johnny Curtis, but he's old. Stop. It. He's old. He's like forty two. So the finish came when uh, Velveteen went to attempt to hit Breeze with the belt, but Breeze caught the belt, turned around, handed it to the ref. And then he turned around and ate a Dream Valley Driver, Purple Rainmaker, one, two, three. Then of course they they did the the post match deal, which I hate it, but I will say the live crowd loved it. There was a deafening take a selfie chant, like it wasn't. Uh, yeah, no, it was, they came. It wasn't TV. quiet. It was like ninety percent of the arena wanted them to take that selfie. They did. The place went wild. Uh, it it was the second best selfie of the night. So. The pre-show panel was located right in front of the main stage. When McAfee was leaving... McAfee he, was excellent. When McAfee was leaving, he literally took someone's phone and took a selfie of himself with it and then handed it back. The guy wanted a picture of him, but McAfee took a phone, took a selfie of himself, and handed it back. Healed McAfee. It was awesome. I want, I want If he's really signed there, I want him to put him with fucking Riddle. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed this match more than most people. I think I'd put it as the third best match on the show. I know... Mm, fourth, I don't know. The last, it's close between that. I have to watch. Don't need, and... don't need, don't need to uh, rate them like those. Five good matches. Four good matches. Okay, uh, we'll I... there. Up next, Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai. Uh, by the way, the the dream match went sixteen minutes and fifty seconds. Uh, so Io versus Shayna. Tell me about it on TV. Eo's very good. I don't know how I never, never, I never saw how good she was, but she's very good. There was an article that put out that got put out. I think it might have been by Daily Daily DDT. You should look it up. They said that Eo Shirai is the best wrestler in the world, regardless of gender. I will look it up. I didn't see it, but I will look it yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting points there. But she was great. 
Shayna does her thing. Uh, Shayna does her thing. She uh, Shayna's just a stellar professional wrestler. That was her calling more than UFC was. I'm sorry, but uh, this match was you're just your basic Shayna Baszler match. Yeah, and you know, was... I thought they did they did the interference really well. It was a little it was done a little differently than it's usually done, and. I want to talk about post match. I mean, this is you're not really much to talk about with this match because it was good, but it was nothing spectacular. I I think the money's in the post match. See, I hated the post match. I did. I I wanted you to think what I wanted to see what you thought about it because I didn't understand it. I didn't I get hated it. Hated it. Eo lost clean. Yeah, she just looked like an asshole. And then yeah, she was just she was just like a whiny little bitch about it. Yeah, that's how I saw it. Yeah, like I turned to desk. And I'm like, she's just coming off as a bitch. Yeah, she was. But uh, that's I don't like that. But this this was the fifth to fifth match in the show. Not a bad match no, by it any means. But it was five of five. Io is very over in the building. They want her to win so bad. Shayna she has, was. I heard the let's go. Shayna chance. has legit heat. The people do not like her. I don't know why. I mean, I I like she's a great character. Yeah, because she has the affiliation with Ronda. That's yeah. I get it. But Shayna's awesome. She's a great. She's a great pro. Um, Ronda and Shayna together make a perfect professional wrestler. Ronda has a draw. Shayna has the ability. Yeah, and I think if you gave Ronda... Because you got to remember, Shayna didn't come in... Ronda came in as never wrestling before. Shayna yeah. worked the indies like five years. Yeah. So Shayna came in knowing what she was doing. Yeah. I think if you gave Ronda five years of full-time training, she would be unbelievable. Yeah. So. Uh, and here we go. The way Shayna... Oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't done, but all right. Oh, go ahead. The way Shayna works, like, she just, she makes everything look like it hurts. Like, I don't know how she does that, like, stomping on the elbow deal. I think she's got to stop doing that. Like, I don't know how she does it. Like, it looks like it kills you. Maybe it really does kill you. That's why I think she should stop doing it, because it looks too painful to not be a finisher. It looks ridiculously painful. Um, but if she does it safely, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard anyone getting hurt off it. So, like, she, she obviously does it safely somehow. Uh... They were in the Karafuda clutch for a long time. Like she set it up real nice too. Yeah, the the roll up, the roll up, and then she popped out right into it. Uh, did you buy the finish when uh, she got Samoa Joe? Did you Did you think that was? Gonna be oh, I went. Oh my God, it's happening. That's that's what I said. Because that's how she lost already the once. Yeah, that's how she lost to Kyrie. Uh, yeah, you know it was a decent little match. I thought, like you said, it's it was the worst match in the show, but by all means, it wasn't a bad match. And that went 12 minutes and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right over there. Yeah. I just did something really stupid. I but, know. Uh, I saw. So are we going to talk about it? That's why we're here. The main event. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. What's the time on this match? 32 minutes even. God damn it. First off, what did you think of Josiah Williams rapping Adam Cole in the ring? Didn't understand got... it, didn't hate it. <laughs> you didn't see the... You've seen the video, right? I have, yes. Well, that, that, what's there to not... But I, I just don't know why he was there. But, uh... He works there. That's true. Uh, I thought it was different. I mean, you already got three fucking Undisputed Era. That's, that was gonna be my point. You, you, heard, you already got... You heard that song twice already. Yeah. Like, and if well, it's you, okay to change it up If he's winning bit. the championship and the other two guys lost, I, I understand it. It's okay to change it up a little bit. You, you, you've heard that song twice already. Yeah, but, uh... Um, 32 minutes? God damn. I'll sum this up in three words. No, much more than three words. I'll sum this up in a short amount of words. What a fucking match. Better than the almost match? Yeah, this is tops it. Okay, this tops I'm it. I'm glad you said it. This tops it. Because if you didn't say it, we were probably going to fight. I, I just personally personally like the almost match. But you were there. Because I, I was there. Well, but I was, I was, you were at this one. I was at the almost one. This match, was, this match never lost you for a second. 
never lost you first. By second. the way, out of the 25 takeovers, this was my eighth. So that's kind of crazy. I've been to one. I was at one, two. I was at four that you weren't. So it should be. So, so you you at four, I think. I was at Mania this year. Yeah. Rumble. Rumble. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Is that it? I think that might be it. Oh, well, Brooklyn twice. Brooklyn twice. Well, you said that. You said Mania. I did. No, let you're right. Let me, three, was, three, three, three for me. Because you were, you have, you have this one, New Orleans. Three in Brooklyn. Three in Brooklyn. Uh, Philly. Philly. And that's it, right? Is that eight? I know I have eight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Three in Brooklyn. One in New Orleans. Uh, Bridgeport. Philly. Philly. Maybe I have six. I don't know. I must have six. No, you you have in New York. You didn't you didn't count the third one. You, you were at you were at four in Brooklyn. I was at four in Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you're at seven. All right. Seven. Seven. Oh, I'll be at eight. I'm going to Toronto. Yeah. So that's where I'm getting eight from. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we got that out of the way. Yeah. What a fucking wrestling match. Yeah. My God. Jesus Christ. This is the best match of match of the year so far. I agree. I, By far too. I agree. I, I I know Cody versus Dustin was leading that poll for a lot of people, but I think this is great. Um. Cole teased the Panama Sunrise throughout the whole fucking match. Ends up then finally, twice. then finally, the first one. He, then finally, the first time he hits it, it's on the fucking floor of all places. He, he didn't land right either. But uh, this was my father was watching this with me. Yeah, I'm like, Dad, if you want, if you watch one thing with me today, watch this. No, my dad watched it with me today too. And he's I like, told him, Jesus. I said the same thing. He goes, "This is better than Ross back than ever." I was like, "Thank you, fucking dad." Yeah, my dad was like, "How was the show last night?" I'm like, "Well, you're gonna watch this match, and you're gonna tell me how the show was." Yeah, well, just just on the striking. You know what he said to me at the end of it? I don't like this Adam Cole guy. <laughs> I'm like, why? He goes, I don't know. I just don't like him. But dad goes, who the fuck is Bebe? <laughs> just... I'm like, yeah, because it's Rikishi Yusuf. But uh, everything start to finish the match was great. They they took they their time. Slow. They took their yeah, time. The old school feel. Uh, Cole worked over the uh, knee. Hands are fucking While Gargano worked over the arm. They worked over body parts like it was the 1970s. I think Cole's actually hurt, though. Because if well, you didn't... If Gargano's you didn't, hurt. His yeah. knee's fucked. If you didn't catch it at the end when he, the ref went to raise Cole's arm, and he just goes, other one. And I'm not sure if he's working I or... Think that, I think that was... A, I think he was working. Or, uh... But, uh... Oh, jeez. I can't even... I don't even know how to... The, the giving details of this match does not... Will not do it justice. Just go fucking watch Yeah, um... The high spots include a backstabber from the top rope, um, a suicide dive into a super kick. Which, the hurts donut. Did you like that? Did you like that more than the ricochet spot, the, the backflip super kick? Well, he I saved think, his goddamn life. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch? That? Yeah. Uh, Gargano got cut up on the ropes. Yeah. And he saved well, his life. By almost, kicking him. Remember what happened? Sasha Banks and Oscar. It was almost the yeah. same deal. But it wasn't better than the ricochet spot. Ooh, I think it was. Ricochet spot came out of nowhere. That came out. I, you saw that. Go? It's it's harder to kick somebody doing a backflip than it is fucking. That's fair. And oh my god! Well, but that's I feel like there was, there was more risk involved in this. Yeah, one. you're right. Because you're diving head first. But uh, right. Uh, other double super kick was excellent, excellently, excellently, uh, not achieved. What's the word? Executed. Yeah. Is what I'm looking I for. I like how there was a lot of like fake outs. Like they'd fake the super kick, <coughs> fake high, then go low. Something I noticed in this match was. Everything you expect out of pro wrestling matches, they did the exact opposite. Like ref bump goes down, the he the babyface takes advantage. Yeah, the babyface was not stupid. It was just no, the babyface was very stupid. But he, he I love how he rolls a ref in the ring. That was funny. But uh, 
The ref gets knocked down and Gargano immediately goes for a pin. That's the stupidest thing babyface could do. He did he did the tilt the whirl into the Gargano escape. Yeah. That was awesome. I believe he had hurt Stone it. He had a he did a avalanche flatliner. Jesus, that looked nasty. I, Cole hit a disgusting Yuji Garoji. Yeah. Yushi Yushi Garoji. Um bunch of last shots, a lot of yeah. near falls. They both did each other's finish. It was just yeah. It was just magic for thirty two minutes. Um what was I gonna say? Well, there was the interference spot where Cole called. See, I didn't. I was telling you out there live, like we didn't see Cole calling for them. So I thought Gargano was just like the stupidest baby face on earth. I'm like, why are you just staring down the ramp? Like, yeah. But then watching it back on TV, you could see Cole motion for them. So now it makes more sense, and I get it now. But live, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, uh, of course. Uh, I love how a Panama Sunrise isn't enough to get the pin. He has hit the last shot yeah. after it. Well, I, I like it, though, because the last shot, he's not hitting Panama Sunrise every goddamn match. So let the last shot be his finisher. But, I'm, but like, when he pulls out a Panama Sunrise, it should be enough to fucking win the match. Yeah. But it's not like he but he didn't, like, try to cover. No. But, he, he went right into the last shot, so that's, that's okay. Um, I love the spot where he went for the last shot, but Gargano was so hurt, he just kind of slumped down. There were down. some excellent striking exchanges in there this was. match. It's just, just go watch. There's nothing we can say can make do it justice. Um, as for the in-person vibe, Gargano was not cheered. Like, he was, but... Because Adam Cole is so over in the Northeast. It's so it's unbelievable. It's Adam Cole was the clear baby face in this match. Like, when they were throwing punches, it, they were, yeah, booing, and Gargano was the boo. Um, I hate them. They came out. Look at that. Look at those fucking people. So. Oh, you people. Look at them. The Raptors? The Jurassic Park. Leave Canada alone. Bitches. Gave us Kyle O'Reilly. Gave us a great gift. But, uh. Uh, The atmosphere is very evolution-like. Smaller venue. uh, More intimate. Which I'm also a fan of. It was a great show, man. You should have came. I should have. I really wish I did now. You should have. But yeah, we have two different perspectives on it, which is good for this show, because I thought we did it excellently. Mauro was excellent in this match, and you know that because you watched it. But uh... Okay, so now a lot of people, even though I don't think it's fair to compare them at all, everyone's comparing this show to Double or Nothing. So what do you have as a better show? This. I have Double or Nothing. I mean, I, I, that's fine. They're both good shows for you different can't, reasons. They no, can't you, compare them. You can't. It's not fair to compare but, them. But, like, I, I think... The only comparison that should be made, I did air quotes on the wrong comparison, is you, you can't, I think it's hypocritical as wrestling fans, you know, they're, who are never hypocritical, to say, oh, don't know nothing about all the in-ring action, why this show exists. This, this is what they're getting there, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think you know what I'm saying. It's hard to say, but this is this is their answer to in, in-ring prowess. And, like, I'll take, I think every single one of these matches was better than just about every match on Double or Nothing. I disagree. Like there's there was an underwhelming main event in Double or Nothing, a great tag I match and tag, a phenomenal. I think the tag match was better than every match except Cole and Gargano. That's fair. I they're close. This will probably. What did Cole and Gargano one get? Five and a half. Five and a half. This might get six. I think it. I mean, it has to get six. This it was, was this was far better than the first better. one. Yeah, like the first one, it took us watching on TV to think it was a good. Like, yeah, we, I did. We hated it. We both first. hated it. And, yeah, yeah and, and, it, and it took us watching on TV to be like, all right, that was because it's kind of hard to do a two out of three fouls match. But, uh, so that's it for NXT TakeOver. Where do you think they go? Who's, uh, who thinks the Undisputed Era breaks up? To who goes after Cole? Mm. I don't think Johnny's getting a rematch. Depends how his knee is. Yeah. 
because he hasn't wrestled. This is like his first match since like April. He's had a knee injury that's been keeping him out. So I don't. Okay, another thing I want to talk about before we get into where we go next. So all of Johnny's title reigns in NXT have been remarkably short. Does losing this title so fast hurt his character, or does it just no. define his character? Just defines his character. I'm surprised he had it at all. I told you he'd be the Tommy Dreamer of this, of this federation. Well, Tommy Dreamer had it. Yeah, for like ten minutes. A little longer than that. <laughs> but, um, but I, I don't know. Like he's been chasing it since 2017. Well, this could be injury gets related it. to. It could no. It definitely could be. That's why I want everyone to like. Just because, just because the the dirt sheets have been saying he's fine, doesn't yeah. mean he's really fine. No, I mean, so I'll wait to I'll wait to hold my judgment. I mean, I'm I'm cool with Adam Cole's chance. If he's not, awesome. if not Gargano, where are they going next? Uh there's so many guys in NXT. I think Riddle's ascending. He just beat Roddy. Maybe he'll like run the gauntlet. Then he'll beat Kyle. Then he'll beat uh, Bobby if Bobby's not hurt because he was in a sling. So by fear, Bobby may be hurt again. And then maybe we get uh, Cole and Riddle at SummerSlam. SummerSlam Takeover Toronto. Um, I think we get Dream. I think we get Dream and Breeze one more time, because while it, I guess it was it wasn't a clean finish. I wouldn't call it a clean finish. It was a fuck finish kind of. Uh, tag titles. I have no idea. Maybe the Forgotten Sons one on one. Based on the finish of the women's match or the post match of the women's match, which I hated. Uh, I think EO will probably get another shot. and Drop guess, down here, say EO. I guess EO will get her shot at TakeOver Toronto, where I'll probably pick her again, and she'll probably lose again. And yeah, that's where do you think they're going. Give me your give me your thoughts. I think Keith Lee starts showing up. Well, he was in the NXT tapings before. I think Keith Lee starts showing up. Riddle, obviously. I think Riddle has that title by Mania next year. They're pushing... I, don't, I think Riddle's on the main roster by Mania next year. That's possible, too. But maybe Roddy? If they if they break I up, I don't think they're breaking them up. If they break up, it'll be Roddy. Uh, it'll be good, but I think like personality wise, Roddy just needs them. Yeah, that's true. Roddy's kind Roddy's of Roddy's a top five in ring talent, but he's not. I don't want to disparage Roddy Strong, but he's not the most charismatic guy in the world. Hey, Killian Dane's back in the fucking NXT now. He can go I after. Think, him. I think that's where they go with Keith Lee. Oh, that's. Because Keith Lee, it's too early to shove him in the main event scene. He hasn't he hasn't had like his, his he hasn't even appeared on the takeover yet. Like you can't no, just you can't just throw him in there. I think I think he he does his little deal. I think he does a deal with uh, Killian Dane. I think that's uh, Killian Dane will be like the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Kushida is still in the mix. Trevor Lee hasn't even debuted yet. Shane would, Strickland hasn't even debuted. I would yet. like to see Kushida and Cole. I'd love depends. To see. It depends who they see out of what if they see in Kushida. I don't know. Kushida and Gulak was good. Kushida and Gulak are having a submission match soon. Nice. So that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's NXT's takeover. We'll be back where you give the schedule. And we actually have the schedule this week. We do. And then you'll hit us with your Kane Fizz Act of the Wizik. And we'll see you then. This week on the Turnbuckle Topics Wrestling Network, you can expect uh, NXT loyalty and Saudi royalty to Monday, uh, June 3rd, which was two days ago. It's yesterday. Yesterday. Us, obviously, today, uh, with our 50th episode and all the things we talked about. Tomorrow, Disco is Dead with uh, Chris Panero, uh, Mr. Impact, at O-L-D-S-K-E-W-L-P-A-N-T-Z on Twitter. And Thursday, this is such good shit with Ron and Linz on the rundown. So that's what we got this week. Listen to the fam. So...
It's time for the cane fact of the week, which is our running thingy. This week's cane fact of the week is brought to you by Jacobs getting a podcast with Conrad Thompson. Kane is the oldest person wrestler currently employed at the WWE. Really? Yeah. Olin Goldberg? Yes. Olin Undertaker? Yes. Cool. Yep. See you guys next week.